Who were Jesus' first disciples? Why did Jesus call Simon a rock? Was Nazareth a ghetto? And what do the Son of Man and Jacob's Ladder have in common? Find out on today's episode of the Glowing Coals Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Glowing Coals. In last week's episode, we discussed the testimony of John the Baptist and the revealing of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We left off where the Apostle John testified that he had seen and testified that Jesus was the Son of God. Today, we conclude part three of our Bible study series in the Gospel of John, chapter one. So let's pick up where we left off by reading together, starting in verse 35. Again, the next day, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Notice here that John the Baptist had disciples. So, not only did John baptize, but he also instructed his followers about the coming of the Messiah. As for the exact number of disciples John had, it remains uncertain. What we do know is that at least two of them were told by John to follow the now-revealed Messiah the Lamb of God. John was aware that his ministry was coming to an end. He had accomplished what God had ordained him to do, which was to prepare the way of the Lord. Let's continue. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. All right, so what's going on here? After Jesus spoke to a group of people, two of John's disciples decided to follow him as he departed. Aware of being followed, Jesus turned around and asked them what they were seeking. They acknowledged Jesus as a teacher, indicating their desire to become his students. Pleased with their answer, Jesus invited them to stay with him. Let's continue. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day for it was about the tenth hour. Let's pause here for a second. What you may not know is that during this period under Roman rule, the start of the day was at sunrise, around six o'clock in the morning. So the tenth hour mentioned earlier would be around four o'clock in the afternoon. Let's continue. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found first his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah which translated means Christ. Here we learn that one of John the Baptist's disciples was named Andrew, and the first thing he did was find his brother Simon to tell him he had found the Messiah. But what made Andrew believe that Jesus was the Messiah? At this point, the only evidence we have is because his previous teacher, John the Baptist, told him that Jesus was the Messiah. Or perhaps it was a combination of John the Baptist's witness and the very words that Jesus spoke that convinced him. Whatever the case may be, Andrew was eager to share his belief and faith with his brother, hoping Simon would come to know and believe as he did. Let's continue. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated. Peter. 
According to the Apostle John, when Jesus looked at Simon, he nicknamed him Cephas, which in Greek is Petros, and in English, Peter, meaning rock or stone. But why did Jesus give him this name, especially since Peter is known in the Gospel accounts to be so unstable? Perhaps Jesus gave Simon this name to remind him of what he should aspire to become. The next day he purposed to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. And Jesus said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, of the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. As we can see from the text, Jesus purposely went to Galilee to seek out Philip and invite him to be one of his disciples. Just as Andrew did with his brother Simon, Philip sought out Nathanael. Notably, Philip didn't merely claim to have found the Messiah. Instead, he referenced the Old Testament scriptures that spoke of the coming of the Messiah. This suggests that both Philip and Nathanael were well-versed in the scriptures and eagerly anticipated the arrival of the Messiah. While the exact words or actions of Jesus that convinced Philip are not specified in the scriptures, he was undoubtedly convinced of Jesus' identity as the Messiah. What intrigues me is why Philip referred to Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. There's no indication that either of them knew Jesus before this moment. Perhaps the name Jesus was common, and by referencing his city of birth and his father's name, Philip wanted to make it clear which Jesus he was referring to. In ancient Jewish culture, surnames were not used. Instead, they would append son of and the father's name. It wasn't until the late 1700s, under the compulsion of the Roman emperor Joseph II, that Jewish people adopted German surnames. Some Jews then created surnames reflecting their tribe or their country they lived in, such as Levin, possibly derived from the tribe of Levi, or a combination of their tribe and the country they resided in, resulting in names like Levinsky. Let's continue. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. An interesting question arises. Was there something wrong with Nazareth? Some commentators suggest that Nazareth was akin to a ghetto, inhabited by undesirables, cutthroats, and thieves, a basket of deplorables. On the other hand, I tend to believe that Nazareth was merely a small town, not easily accessible, where nothing or nobody of great significance ever hailed from. Perhaps the Jewish people expected their Messiah to come from somewhere important, like Jerusalem, and preferably educated in the rabbinic schools. Let's continue. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I don't know about you, but I sense a bit of sarcasm here. Jesus obviously knew that Nathanael dismissed the possibility that he was the Messiah because of his Nazareth heritage. In response, Jesus points out that Nathanael is nothing like his forefather Jacob, who was known as a deceiver, emphasizing the contrast in heritage. 
Let's continue. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, let's consider Nathanael's perspective. How could anyone possibly know that he was sitting under a fig tree the moment Philip called him? As we can see, Nathanael's response was genuine, proving that there was no deceit in him. He went from disbelief to belief. And in response to his newfound faith, Jesus referenced the prophetic vision given to his forefather Jacob. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 12, Jacob saw a vision of a ladder spanning the gap between heaven and earth, with angels ascending and descending upon it. The takeaway from this encounter is that Jesus is both the Son of Man and the ladder spoken of in the vision. We are not instructed to climb this ladder to reach God. Rather, God Himself descends this ladder to reach us and bring us back to Himself. Jesus serves as the bridge that restores sinful humanity to a right relationship with God the Father and offers the promise of eternal life. This is indeed good news. If you want to know more about Jesus, then please like this episode and subscribe to the Glowing Coals podcast. Don't forget to click the bell for future notifications. Also, consider sharing this episode with others and leaving a comment. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can help us reach more listeners by rating us and leaving a review. Thank you for listening. Until next time, Godspeed.